Warning, this podcast contains scenes of explicit nonsense and lore. Previously on the Resident Evil podcast. This game is 20 years old. This moment is, what, 26 years old. And it still made me jump. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Although, I mean, don't look at the Lisa's copy of the London Underground map. It's a bit, you know, immersive, breaking. Plotting safe routes through the mansion. Nice. You know, using my ammunition to clear certain corridors, so I always had a, a nice throughway back to a save room and things like that. And honestly, it was an absolute joy. I'm not body shaming a zombie here, but because that character model is large, is wider, he always gets stuck. And suddenly you're uneasy about what's going to come with this game. You're like, I thought I knew this game, but you don't. Welcome to episode 78 of the Resident Evil podcast, being reimagined more times than a dangerous adventure to northern Spain. I'm Nick, better known as Neptune. Let's see who's joining us today. For the news only, Unforestello! It's the Batman. Hello there. Where's everyone going? Bingo, it stars Tyrant. Hello. His right hand is known to come off. It's Rombie. Hello. And also for the news only, it's the bitch in the red dress, it's George Trevor. Hello, hi. And, oh, you entertain him, it's Mr. Spencer. Oh, hello there. Coming up on today's podcast, in a change to our advertised listings, we are looking at the newly announced Resident Evil 4 remake. Oh, yes. Shown at the state of play with a stunning-looking trailer, we'll be digging deep into what we've seen and what we are likely to see in this upcoming release. Before that, however, we have all the latest news and we finish with another edition of Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. So let's start with the news. First bit of news, of course, is the Netflix TV show has now been formally teased with two new trailers. So what does everyone think of this Netflix production? This is the first proper look we have had at the series. We get to see Lance Reddick in action, the much-rumoured Billy Wesker twins, with a very unique take, I think, on the on the Resident Evil franchise. Briefly, then, uh, Stars Tyrant, you, 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 love, you love all this. <laughs> What's your how, how do you think it's gonna go down? I have no idea, Nick. To be honest, I don't know what to make of it at all. Uh, if you wanted me to spin some positives, some of the BOWs look like they've had some like genuine money spent on them. We seem to be in a situation again where we've got like like Peter Fabiano before him, a creator of something creating some sort of canon headaches and i just want to clarify something before you move on to somebody else that just because he says it's like the game's canon is being incorporated and it is canon i say in inverted commas doesn't mean the show will be canon to the games that come later it just means that like up to a certain point they are treating the games as canon but i don't think whatever they do with wesker in this show will infer to future games like when resident evil 9 comes along i don't think i genuinely don't think capcom will have incorporated anything from the Netflix show but the Netflix show is seeing like every game that came before it as canon I think there's been a little bit of confusion that's been 
spun by the more sort of emotionally driven members of the community. And I don't think it's quite as dour as, as, as what people think. In terms of what I personally think, I have no idea. I, I have no real care for it. I suppose that the, the, the thing for me is, would I be interested in it even if it didn't have a Resident Evil name attached to it? And my answer is probably not. So there we go. I just wanted to add to what Sean said, because I kind of, it, that resonated with me in terms of just really having no idea how I feel about it and it leaving me quite cold. But at the same time, particularly frustrating, it kind of feels a bit cheap and needs a bad taste in the mouth in the sense that it's really just taking, it's sort of almost like parasitically using the Resident Evil uh, IP and then just plastering this kind of, this narrative that has absolutely nothing to do with it, you know, with any of the narratives that we've ever seen. In terms of if they are going, I mean, Sean says, would I be watching it if it wasn't, didn't have the Resident Evil kind of title in it? And no, and, and why can't we have have you know an intelligent you know high drama zombie show you know with the Resident Evil characters I just I just don't understand it and th this could have standed alone but obviously it, I think we're going to get a weak narrative that's going to kind of be held up propped up by just you know Resident Evil names uh, that's you know going to get it a larger audience the actual narrative is going to fall flat one positive thing I want to add is, is the wonderful things my son's saying he's a huge fan of Destiny and he's telling me that Lance Riddick does absolutely fantastic things in Destiny as a voice actor over there so kind of looking forward to that portrayal of Suesca very much so but it kind of just feels like a cheap hijacking, you know, of, of our beloved series. Interesting. Batman, of course, the canon debate raged, didn't it, as kind of Sean alluded to. You were, you were quite quick to calm the, calm people down. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a sensible approach what they're doing. They've clarified that it's its own separate thing, which isn't connected to the game's universe. However, they're saying the entire Resident Evil canon up to this point is canon to their show. But like Sean said, the show is not canon to the games. And I think, you know, that's that's a fair enough approach. And it's probably why the series is set in 2022, because the games canon goes up to 2021 so the showrunners come out and said everything up to and including village is canon to the show so that alone has even though it's probably just marketing spiel to draw people in it's sort of you know i'll be the first to admit it's it's piqued my interest it's hooked me because i'm going to be very interested to see how they're going to incorporate that into the you know the new story they're telling that is what caught my interest and obviously looking at the trailers you know to the untrained eye you'd be completely forgiven to thinking this was a, an extension of paul anderson's resident evil universe um, many elements were very similar including use of the t-virus as like a medicinal thing rather than an out and out bioweapon and that sort of thing, you know, I have no interest in that because I have no interest in Paul Anderson's universe. But what I did like in the trailer was the number of BOWs that seem to be incorporating. Um, yeah. yeah, we've seen lickers and dogs before, but, you know, the grave digger and the spider, uh, yeah. or what looked to be the spider, was a nice addition. So I'm really hoping we'll see some varied BOWs in this that we've never seen before. Going briefly back to the canon thing, obviously Wesker, I can't think of any feasible way they can resurrect him in a sensible way that we, you know, we can all take seriously. I just I can't see any way of, of them doing it. There was a brief shot in the trailer which I, f I first thought was a tyrant in the tank because it looked to be a recreation of the, the brief cut scene in the very first game where the tyrant's first revealed. But in closer inspection, I think that, has, that is actually Lance Reddick in the tank. So I'm assuming that's when Wesker gets rebuilt or reformed, so to speak. I'm very interested to see if there's going to be previous references to what happened with the Plagas in the Spanish village, you know, what 
happened in Langshang or New York and what the BSAA are up to, what the legacy characters are up to. But also the dual narrative, I think, is is an interesting take. You know, the sort of present day setting in New Raccoon City and then obviously flashing forward, is it 15 years to 2036 or whatever? You know, that sort of dual timeline thing going on, I think, could be quite interesting. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more open-minded about it than, than what I was, put it that way. Rob, do you yeah. think the, the canon discussion is a cynical ploy to ensure that Lady Dimitrescu appears? <laughs> I mean, if, if it was, she's already dead so you know <laughs> right i'm not sure that's going to stop them yeah well that is true i mean you could just say they could bring her into it anyway for for any reasons um i i think the word that people keep forgetting that makes it really easy to understand the canon thing is essentially saying that pre previously existing canon informs the show but doesn't create its own consistent canon it's a bit like agents of shield was to the marvel mcu back in the day um which is that it took notice of what was going on within the canon but the show itself was not considered actual canon it makes things a little bit messy but it can create some interesting situations yeah I, I mean everyone said basically what i'm thinking it looked definitely looks like there's a bigger budget which is it is like i mean it's netflix it kind of makes sense but it's also slightly frustrating after how seemingly small the budget was for the uh, feature film last year i have no idea what they're going to do with like this wesker concept with the fact that they've said this and then have to somehow justify his return because if you didn't have it connected to that canon then you wouldn't have to justify it he would just be in it batman said as well it's it's very interesting that it seems very close and adjacent to the anderson style there's definitely a visual style that's that he's much closer to that the, the daughters look to be clones there looks to be there's like vials of lots of them i think so i think they're re- replicating yeah there's a, of there seems to be that and then obviously if whiskers somehow cloned or, or or whatever it's going to be an interesting it's it's uh what what's it there billy and the clonosaurus it's um <laughs> i'm just listening to this thinking about all the all the shade that gets thrown on resident evil zero for having a ridiculous narrative and I, do, I mean, Nick used to, Neptune used the word cynical, and I just feel, you know, the production crew saying, oh, this, you know, the production team saying this, you know, is, is connected. Everything previous to this is part of the universe that we're in. It just feels like, again, just trying to placate the fans almost. I feel like my, I don't go over the top, but it's sort of just insulting our intelligence at the end of the day, because how, you know, you know how, like you say, I think Batman mentioned, how are you going to place the new elements into the narrative? Because, you know, however much you want to say that, you know, we value and, and the past narrative uh, is part of this universe. They're already contradicting that just by the, the very existence of, of Wesker. And they're going to obviously try and shoehorn that in. This is why I think they're making a rod for their own backs. Shoe, shoehorn that in with, you, you know, you thought James Marcus in, in, a, in an operatic rope was ridiculous. You know, watch out for this Netflix show. That's all I'm going to say. More news then, as part of the State of Play showcase, uh, probably one of the first State of Play showcases that's been relevant to us Resident Evil fans at least, we saw Resident Evil Village is coming to PSVR 2. For all those that hoped and prayed that we were getting Village in VR, your dreams have come true. And I will hand over to Stars Tyrant, for he is our VR expert and aficionado. Are you excited, my friend? Absolutely. I'm less excited about having to buy a new PSVR kit to be able to enjoy it, but um, the actual experience looks um, more, you know, in- integrated and sort of better realised than Resident Evil 7 was. It looks more akin to um, 4 VR, to be honest, with like dual wielding and um, just various sort of quality of life things that have happened in VR since 
Resident Evil 7 came on the scene, you know, you have to bear in mind that as a VR experience, like Resident Evil 7 is like over five years old now. So the technology has come a long way. PlayStation VR 2 is supposed to be very, very, very impressive once we get it in our hands. So, yeah, crazily hyped, but it's just it's going to come with a massive price tag, unfortunately. Yes. Now, I suppose my question is, I mean, this is even though the village, of course, is PS4 compatible, it's not going to be vr compatible at least i don't think it is it's only going to be vr compatible on playstation 5 is that right indeed hmm so that's where the hefty price tag what, what have they i don't know i don't really follow vr have they announced the price tag of they haven't no oh okay so we hold with bated breath to, to my knowledge i don't i don't think they have i haven't followed the news as closely as i'd have liked to lately just right. due to i don't think they i don't think they have i would expect it to fall in line with the original price of the first headset when it first came out at yeah, least if not fractionally more three an additional, additional 300 more. i'd actually just said in that 300 350 range so here's my question about this though is i know they're bringing like vr to like you know ps5 with the vr2 my question is what about like the pc release maybe oculus rift on there or something or because resident evil 7 on pc still isn't officially supported in VR, there's fan mods now that exist, but the actual like there's no official update or patch that you can get. It's still in that sense PlayStation VR one, as in you know PlayStation VR on PS4 exclusive. So I don't know whether Sony have paid some cash to to have that or what, but it's still it's very interesting. PCs can easily do it, you know, and the fan mods and everything have shown it's more than they're more than capable. Down to development, obviously the Oculus version of four was done externally mostly obviously it would have to be an internal decision but the, the thing that i still don't get is like seven was such a showcase for vr and yet not many other big companies really embraced it and i just um, felt oh. like this was an inevit- an inevitability for for vr2 that this was going to be announced so it's good to see but i hope it has the positive impact that more larger gaming companies look at what capcom's been doing with both these titles and say yeah we really can and support vr like for a full triple a title more often than we are. Going back to the PC thing real quick with Oculus Rift, I wonder if Sony and these other companies are don't really officially support it because they know that, oh yeah, fans will do it themselves. Why should we invest money into that and develop that, you know, development time into that when we know there's fans out there that will just do it for us and do a decent enough job at it? Really, I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to that idea, but but it seems it does seem counterintuitive because if you can spend the money to support like Oculus, you're probably going to sell a few more units than you would without it. You know what I mean? Like if you officially advertise this, you know, this thing supports Oculus, and somebody has already has the headset, then they might go, oh, I I I don't mind Resident Evil, and I was going to I hadn't wasn't going to rush out to pick it up, but you know if it's got Oculus support, well maybe I'll pick it up now. So, I don't know, it's a bit of a double edge. I wonder behind the scenes then how well in advance VR on Village was planned. As as you've just said, you know, it, it seemed the obvious thing to do. I just wonder whether there was developmental delays, perhaps not even with Village, but more so with the, the VR units. Because I, I, I find it odd. It's a shame, for example, I'll reword. It's going to be a shame that people aren't going to experience House Benevito for the first time in VR, which... Yeah. It's a, it's a great moment in non-VR, yeah. but imagine if you were doing that for the first time in VR. My God, that's no, going to... I won't lie, Nick. Like, the, I, I do feel devastated about that, to be honest, mm. because the experience of just like playing that with headphones on in the fucking dark was bad enough. I, I, I think it was honestly planned from the beginning. I think VR support was probably 
yeah. always in the pipeline. But I, I, I think with them so up in the air as to whether they were going to have a last gen version and a current gen version and no working VR system at the time for the PlayStation Five, yeah. I think the whole thing was just put on a hiatus until everything was ready. I mean, you know, it's still not ready. That's the thing. There's still no release date planned for PSVR two, and until that happens, I suppose Capcom are just going to sit there with their VR version and going. Yeah, it's kind of ready to go. Help, help us, Tony. Day one, yeah, at, at launch, yeah, exactly. I think there was, all the way through Village's development process, I think there was a genuine headache on Capcom's part as to which generation to release it for, which is why they've kind of conceded and, and did the PS4 version and what and the Xbox One version in the end. And they, and they were actually okay when, as it happens. They were actually able to get get a pretty decent working version. Yeah, worked, I think uh, it's Village, Sky- Village worked well, it's- man. It's the scalability of the engine, I think, just because it had previously been, you know, PS4 games on that and Xbox One titles on that. How how does everyone feel this is going to work as a VR experience? I mean, Seven itself is a very slow-paced game in VR. Uh, I suppose you know that kind of creeping tension, whereas Village, of course, is a lot more action-packed, a lot more kind of in-your-face. Do you think that's going to be a, a fun experience? It I mean. It will, be, VR, hand, sure. it will be hands down the definitive version. Trust me. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think I, I say that with you know. I, I mean, I'm even almost as much as I'm a purist, as as everyone knows. And oh boy, we're going to get onto that subject later. Um, <laughs> but playing like playing even a game like RE4 in VR is stunning. You know, it's stunning. I, I don't I don't know whether I'm quite going to go as far as to say that's the definitive version of that game. But certainly in seven, I've been playing seven on streams recently. If anybody has been uh, following them, and as much as as much fun as it is, it I still miss the VR experience. It, it just lacks it lacks something. It lacks some punch. Here's the thing, though, about the whole when I think of the village in VR, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, it could be pretty fun, you know, action part, you know, because I've already seven, and if, and then I think, imagine, imagine the fucking house in VR. That section VR, the giant baby. Yeah. yeah. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was your first time. That's that's what. That's, oh that's, god. That's the devastating thing. Yeah. But, but I think yeah. if if it hadn't been if it hadn't been for for Oculus, I I probably would have been a little bit more hesitant to think that it would work when you have more action, but. With four, with the way that four has been handled and received, I I would be, and obviously they've learnt some things from four, like as Sean alluded to, like the dual wielding element. Mm. That that tells me that it's it's probably going to be perfectly good, and as she's saying, probably ends up being the best version of it. Right. Well, we will keep everyone up to date with any developments, any more trailers, any more tidbits. In particular, I'm looking at see if there's any extra extra additions to Village. VR, um, and by that I mean, for example, if you uh, play 7 VR, you do get some extra frames. So if you can look into the sewer gator's truck, you can see a little bit more than you can in the in the, in the normal version. I, I wonder if there's going to be anything like that, just to you know expand upon the environmental storytelling. So we shall keep you posted with that. Next bit of news, Infinite Darkness news. Oh, yes. The long-announced prequel manga has been delayed until March 2023. I know it was on everyone's Amazon wish list, but this was announced way back at New York Comic Con in October 2020, uh, but again has now been pushed back to March 23. We wait for its release with bated breath. New Mahara Desire news. 
It's just going to carry on. I've got a feeling it's going to carry on. But yeah, it's going to be like a prequel. I think a slight prequel to it, possibly covering a bit of Infinite Darkness as well. I'm not sure. But Batman, you're probably a bit more excited about this because um, Infinite Darkness needs a bit more fleshing out. Yes, it does. However, I'm wary because the the author, uh, Keith, oh, I forget his surname, D. Carradido or something, I can't remember. He adapted the novel of Alien Isolation, the game. And that novel was criticised because it was pretty evident that he had not bothered to play the game because he's not a gamer so that's my only concern as to whether he you know how invested he is in Resident Evil and whether he's studied Infinite Darkness in any great detail before he sat down to write this but you know I'm, I'm optimistic I think early signs are it's more about what Leon has been up to in that particular period of the timeline rather than the actual events of Infinite Darkness itself but uh, yeah I'm optimistic hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be a worthwhile addition but we'll just have to wait and see I think we discussed in our review there's lo- there's lots of annoying kind of plot holes not necessarily plot holes but just you know a lack of explanation they never say this is the t-virus or a variant of the t-virus that's kind of left open we're not really sure why jason became the asparagus tyrant we're not quite sure why it was even placed during that particular time period with tricell there's all sorts of things that could be expanded upon uh, whether they will or not we, we we shall see so that yeah we'll, we'll keep you posted with 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 news about infinite darkness the manga Next bit of news comes from Laced Records. They've announced another vinyl release for Resident Evil Village. Yes, two discs in a nice kind of golden beigey colour. And that's to be released in November 2022. I'm replaying Village at the moment and... It does have a good soundtrack, but it's just on the, it's on that kind of muted side. Now, Rob, you've you've always tried to get hold of these these vinyls. Is this on your wish list? I'm kind of behind because um I pre-ordered the one for seven and it didn't turn up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll see. Um, they they're they're good quality when that when you get them. I mean, all the other ones have been very good quality and very well designed, and it's a, they're a lovely set. So even if the soundtrack's a little bit lacking in places it'll be a nice final and it'll be a nice thing for a, a series of having a series of them because i have pre-ordered stuff from lace records before and the presentation i think sean's mentioned in the past the artwork i think on the code veronica one if i remember rightly because i have that as well it, it, it's fantastic i really love the presentation with these and you know they do their the uh, special editions as well but no because it goes back to what you were saying that i i was i felt quite i was quite disappointed with the soundtrack for village uh, it was quite minimalist, but so are certain sections in in four uh, and seven, and, and but there's still tracks that kind of stand out, and and so yeah, I wasn't yeah wasn't really uh, enamoured with this one. A final bit of news comes from Numskull. Yes, that's right. A new statue is being released, and our resident BOW collector stars tyrant. Well. He thought about it. This is Remake Nemesis that is coming out next. That follows in the path of the original Tyrant TW2 and the Remake Liquor. So everyone wants to know, Sean, are you getting Remake Nemesis? Bimbag Nemesis? Yes, alas, no. No, no. I that... don't know. I, it just goes down to this this simple thing of just not liking the remake designs that much. You know, I, I didn't like, you know, what they did with Mr. X as has been well documented i don't tend to like the liquor redesign and unfortunately nemesis falls into that same same category for me but they have said haven't they that it's a series of statues so we will see what they've done that what they will do next 
they're if they're going to do one statue well. per game, then well, I don't know what the... I mean, maybe they're waiting for, I don't know, a Resident Evil remake 4 before announcing the next one. Oh. It's uh, Robo Salazar they're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> ordered already. <laughs> Robo Salazar. Uh, that's a good point, didn't actually realize it actually twig yes they have done one two three haven't they yeah we haven't even thought about that so yeah perhaps dr salvador is next <laughs> sorry 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 chainsaw ganado chainsaw 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 ganado wash my mouth out yes uh dr salvador <laughs> is <laughs> is potentially next so um batman you've you i mean you've said we, we both said before that we'd love to get these like, like they're not that expensive in the grand scheme of things compared to others that you, that you can buy, but you know they start racking up the costs. They do. They'd be they'd be nice things to have. So uh, it's something I'll keep an eye on. And, and you know, if there's a, a sale on at any point, then uh, I might dip my hand in. Certainly. There we go. That does finish our gaming news. A, a very quick thank you as well to our new patrons who have joined us. Uh, some of you have been waiting for your shout out for a while just because of the way we recorded it. But a big thanks to Jen, Gary Bahan and Chuck Clutch. Thank you so much for uh, joining our Patreon. If anyone's interested in uh, joining and the benefits that you get uh, as well, just head over to our website. You should be able to find the Patreon link under our community tab. I've seen a lot of people enjoying their T-shirts, Nick, for the 12 months. They are, yes, yes. The, what, the, the, the peak benefit seems to be if you join for, if, with us for 12 months, you get a free REP t-shirt. There we go. That does finish all our news. We now turn our attention to the main discussion. Of course, why everyone's here. Our thoughts on the reveal of Resident Evil 4 Remake. vacation, eh? You will receive our most sacred body. It begins now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. It's happened. We have another remake on our hands. Oh, yes. Um, there had been rumblings, rumours floating around the Resident Evil community for, oh, I don't know, I'd say at least 12 months now, maybe, maybe a bit, maybe a bit less, less than that, about a Resident Evil 4 remake in production. Feelings were mixed, certainly in Rep Towers, about whether such a, an endeavour is wise, necessary, but we've now seen our first trailer. 
You've seen it shown at the uh, State of Play Sony reveal. So I want to hear what everyone has to say about that thought about about that trailer. Uh, Stars, we'll start with you. What's your initial reaction to seeing that trailer? Well, you can't actually see at the minute because this is a podcast. It's radio. You can't see me, but I'm waving a white flag. I, I am now conceding. I have lost this battle. I've lost got- this war. <laughs> and um, yeah, just have at it, everybody. Enjoy, enjoy it. In, enjoy. I've just ha- have to come to the realization that nothing I say or have said will ever mean a damn. And when like Resident Evil two and three were in production, the remakes and things like that, I always said on the episodes. I can understand, in a way, why this needs to happen, because of the technologies and everything, although, ironically, this was actually before, before like, all the air upscaling and everything like that, but that's, but that's by the by. I could understand why there was a need to have remakes of 2 and 3 in place. When it gets to 4, like, I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't, it's not, if you don't allow, like, gaming to sort of be defined by their histories in terms of like you know eras that games are made in then it's no wonder games companies aren't interested in game you know sort of preservation and things like that because people just aren't interested people just aren't interested in playing an experience as we would have played it back in 2005 they just want the same experiences over and over and over again just looking better with some quality of life mechanics and we'll just that's all we're going to do we're just going to repeat the same games over and over again for the, till the end of time just with <laughs> like, new new bits you know new new control system new licks of paint and everything like that and 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 it's a tragedy i think i think it says a lot about the the state of gaming culture at the minute the hunger for this the sort of remake culture we're in, you know, whether it's Dead Space, The Last of Us remake, you know, these games, particularly those two, like The Last of Us and Dead Space, like they play still fantastically now. They're fine. They're, they're more than functional. They don't need a remake. But I, I'm waxing lyrical. I'm saying nothing new that I've not said a million times before. No one gives a shit. So just enjoy it. Have at it, everybody. It, you know what? I'm, I want to see. Aside, it Sorry. looks great as it will do, you know, because cause Capcom are masters of their craft now, and I don't doubt it will be a fun experience. Am I going to get it? Of course I'm going to fucking get it. Am I happy about it? No, but what can I do? You were talking about when you mentioned how you said, oh, people just want to have the same experiences, the same stuff over and over again, uh, rather than sort of thing. And I'm here thinking, is he talking about Resident Evil? Is he talking about Star Wars? Because it's weird how like interchangeable those kind of things are, really. So yeah, just wanted to mention that. That that's just no, that's just a media thing in general. I mean, look at look at the number of legacy sequels, remakes. It's it's a cultural thing right now. No matter what, gaming, movies, television, they're that's all the same thing. It is it is a cultural shift, as, as Sean was saying. Yeah, Star Wars is definitely part of that. I remember the end of last year. What did we have? We had uh, a Matrix sequel that's also kind of a remake that also is a meta about the fact you had Spider Man bringing back previous Spider Men. You had yep. a jackass reunion. <laughs> um, you had, you know, it's, it's it's that bite of nostalgia mixed with the twist of new. We we it is a, it's a recycling exactly as you you're both alluding it, to, and it's the remake like a, is part. It's a recycling of things. I I think we're just bereft of new ideas right now, and we're playing upon nostalgia and all that kind of stuff. But I'll, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Well, focusing then on actually what we did see, um, because I think everyone would be interested to see, you know, to kind of hear our thoughts on a uh, very, very interesting trailer. Obviously, we saw updated models of Leon, Ashley, a uh, quick glance of Ada as well. Sean's right. It, in my opinion, it looks 
absolutely stunning this looks a proper a proper next gen title being shown off at its full potential what was your kind of highlights rob what did you think you think all that you know lighting perhaps the, the thing is on a fundamental level it looks yeah it looks really good and it's it's that same thing we we've just been talking about like i i can see enough recognizability in it i like the freshness of it I, the forest areas are going to be interesting if they're expanded and they, they have a certain density to them that, that obviously wasn't available 17 18 years ago the lighting and everything it's very much of that re engine look which i think is good i've always liked the look of it but inherently it's kind of going back to what sean said with the, with this is like i i'm kind of indifferent to the whole thing because of the newness of the maybe yeah i'm saying it's 17 18 years ago it's not not new but it's just like always been ported so many times and it's just like i'm i'm i've i've probably never felt so indifferent to a reveal ever for this franchise which is which is not like me you, you guys know that i'm either i'm i'm the type of person who's either super excited or i'll I'm, i'll patiently wait until the final product in this case i'm just like i'm sure i'll play it but not like oh super excited to, to gotta, gotta play that now like I'll, I'll play it when it comes out but i'm not like i don't know it's not that i'm over the franchise or anything like that it's just the game i'd rather i'd rather be seeing a new new title i know sean has the same opinion as me uh, in that respect but you know as people have pointed out not 100 percent obviously that a, a remake of a game is going to take away resources from making a new game they are probably making also and planning Resident, the resident evil 9 down the track for another couple more years from now because that seems to be the process that they're going through right at this at this point but it still twinges like as sean was alluding to that it this seems a little bit more unnecessary compared to the remakes of two and three like i don't think and, and, and I think Sean did say one other time as well, like it's a risky proposition because four is so beloved as a title of its time, uh, as far as like impact on the industry and game of the year awards. And so mm. they've really got to get this one right of all the three, like two was a tight rope walk you know to get right and and depending on your opinion they got the gameplay right but they may not have got the story right four is even more so four's got great ability to have an option to expand the story but you've got to make sure it plays right feels right is true enough to the original material and i think it's a very risky so when i see visuals like that do invoke the original it's great right because it cousin does expand into that feeling but it's still an uncertainty yeah that's, that's I, how I think i think you I, I think you raise an interesting point uh, about resident evil 4's legacy because you're, you're right it wasn't just a game that revolutionized the resident evil franchise it revolutionized gaming the blueprints of resident evil 4 still exist across the across the spectrum of games you can see bits of resident evil 4 every in all sorts of other games so it's beloved uh, for, for, for all the right reasons it, it can't possibly have that same impact and and if Capcom think it may, they'll be, you know, deluding themselves because it can't. I can't see it revolutionising it because it's going to be running on the RE engine. It's going to be running, guessing in the same sort of way as Resident Evil 2 with perhaps guessing an option for first person If it's because it, we um, another part of the news was that it's also coming to PSVR 2. We're going to be getting a VR version of Resident Evil 4, which is, uh, so there may be a first person option. But Capcom can't expect that same sort of reaction, perhaps from the overall gaming press, that the original got Inher inherently that's built into the idea that it's a remake so you're never going to be able to get that but also the fact that it's and not in a bad way because as i said it looks like an re engine title so essentially you're not going to get that shock value of 
no. know, the fidelity of the graphics or anything because we've seen what those games look like. And if it plays like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3, it's the remakes. It's not a bad thing. We, we The gameplay of that is great, but it's not going to be like groundbreakingly original or you know captivating the, the gaming community as a, as a whole like the original did in 2005 because it's just not that time anymore and unless you know unless you completely reinvented the game but at that point you might as well be making a new title you know like it were, and that's probably what will happen down the track they'll reinvent the franchise again because that's what's happened several times so far and it will continue on but this will not be that title this is for nostalgia for what whatever purposes that they've decided they deem to make need to make a remake of four because of its impact because of the scale because they've got ideas they want to achieve someone who's one of the one of the leads on two said hey i've got this really great idea on a retake of four pitched it and management went you know what that's actually really good let's fund it you know like yeah i'm sure it was just like two you know it needed to be pitched and designed and like everything there was probably there will be ideas that were conceived and thrown out there'll be new ideas that we're not expecting that will turn up and things that were in the original will be missing probably because that's what happened with the other two remakes so you know all of a sudden if it doesn't have a section or this enemy or a mine card or a giant robot uh chasing you then don't be surprised but maybe it will who knows we'll find out i, I said i wonder the that, that yeah that, that kind of positioning and it's that it is that nostalgic look back but this is what I, i've said this before i don't feel qualified to judge the nostalgic element to Resident Evil 4 because I don't have particularly... I'll say fond memories, that's not true, but it's not a game I hold close to my heart. I really enjoyed it, and I think if you listen back to our Resident Evil 4 retrospectives and reviews... I, I enjoy it. I think it's a you know a perfectly fun, serviceable. So it's a brilliant game. It's a, it, you know it's an absolutely brilliant game. I just don't particularly rate it as a Resident Evil game. I didn't particularly enjoy the storyline and how it's so far removed from what was going on. And it doesn't take you back to your childhood joy. No, no, it doesn't exactly. It, it's an age thing, and all of us are of a, <laughs> of a certain age, whereby you know it's not that. Mm. It's not that kind of Resident Evil two, three. If, if this was a Code Veronica remake, we might be in slightly different, slightly different territory. But it's not. Uh, it's for. It's interesting. I can't. I can't obviously speak for Sean. I can't speak for for the Johns. I can't speak for Paul. But I can say on my behalf, I have a certain nostalgia in the sense of where I was and what was happening in my life at the time this came out the original in 2000 into 2005 jan 2005 but yeah i don't i'm the same as you i don't think i had the same feeling towards the original that i would for the original original games but that's that is an age thing that's a that's a when you came into the franchise thing so for some people four might be the first game they played in the franchise yeah um and so for this 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 will have a different set of feelings for them they might be really excited about a remake or they might be like us about how we've been about the original games and they're like how how can this capture the the feeling of the original you know you know i am such a big fan of the you know who knows you know i think that's 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 the craziness about having a franchise that's gone on for more than 25 years now 26 years and it's had so many reinventions that it will be different for different people and so yeah 100 percent, i can totally understand your perspective on that nick but it, it will it may not feel the same for you as someone else Absolutely, because as there, there will be, actually, there will be some things changes. It'll just be interesting to see what you know if they got rid of Robot Salazar. We'll be like, oh, thank Christ! But there may be people who go, oh, that's my favourite moment. Go, really? 
but you know it, exactly it could, yeah it could be it could be all over the place i'm really intrigued but on the same time so whilst i don't necessarily feel qualified to judge the the nostalgic element there is that part of the of the side of the fandom whereby i feel i could judge it almost with a unique look on it in the sense that i'm not burdened by the nostalgia so i'm going to be looking at it purely as a almost a brand new entity you know and you're free from those 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 shackles so for that, I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested and uh, kind of going back to the visual side of things. I mean, I, I, was, I was genuinely blown away by how amazing this looked. I mean, you think Resident Evil Village looks good, which it does. And then you've got this is just taking it arguably to 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 the next level. I mean the the kind of forest, so you said the forest scenes, the hut at the beginning. We see Leon walking. Mm. I mean the, the the darkness and the the mystery around it, I, I, just brilliant. I did find it hilarious how interchangeable with Village a couple of the shots were though. Like literally, you could have yeah. you could have extracted them from the RE4 trailer, took them into a Village trailer, and no one would have had any idea <laughs> at all. Maybe the visual fidelity is being able to be pushed because at this stage it looks like it's only next gen and pc so they uh, have have compared to four where maybe the plan was always to have that cross-generational thing they had to keep it within balance and and, and as sean talked about earlier when we we're talking about the vr version it's like there was a, a it was a great scalability towards those platforms but now if the focus is just the the newer generation of consoles and pc they can really push the boat out a little bit more on the engine and really focus on the fidelity and details and provide you know a different differing modes of like graphic fidelity and performance and so forth like a lot of games do these days what i will say is that i I appreciate the authenticity that i'm seeing in some of the like the geography and things like that you know because the actual layout of the village looks to be near enough identical it's like one-to-one it just looks you know obviously with greater fidelities and things like that and a couple of the cutscenes, actually, like Leon in the car at the beginning, almost look like a shot-for-shot remake. That's if you're going to do it, that's the right way to do it. You know, sort of preserve, but just make it look a bit better if you want to. If you if you if you if you can't look past the history of visuals and whatnot, but certainly well, the layout of I the mean, village, impressive. You, you know, you can pick out any screenshot of the new village and go, oh fuck, you know, I recognise that. That's that building there. That's where Chainsaw yeah. Ganado comes. You know what's going to happen? I don't. Yeah. It's got to be like, you do the village bit and you see it, so, oh yeah, it's just like the village, you know, whatever. You go to the castle and say, oh wow, I remember that bit and that sort of thing. And then you get to the lab, the island, the lab. It's like, welcome to Nest 3. It's going to, El Nesto. Yeah, El Nesto. Yeah, we're, 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 we're calling it El Nesto, yeah. Yeah, it will be, though. It will be. It'll be, some, it'll be an umbrella lab. It's going to be totally yeah. reworked into being an, an old umbrella lab this time. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. And so well, there was an umbrella. There was an, another umbrella. Yeah, I was going to say another umbrella connection. Another another law room with Spencer talking about how he came and talked to the village elders and decided that it wasn't the path to mortality. Was it you? I think it was you, um, Mr. Spencer, who was uh, saying there'll be and he's he, he, part of the expedition that's mentioned in Village or something like that. I think it was. Was it you last night? Possibly. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, they'll they'll rework him into more sort of obscure Spencer history. Why? Why not? I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Unlike two and three remake, four doesn't really have any connectivity to other titles in terms of geography layout, so they could really, really do what they like. If it's going to be a complete remake, and you know, if they ever decide this is going to be the the, irony, there's the irony that they have the freedom to be able to completely do it however they want because there is no worry of contradiction or anything, and it's fucking more accurate than than anything we saw in remake three. It's absolutely nonsense. It's exactly about the same thing. 
is, yeah. is that, you know what's kind of funny, is that you talk about retroactively adding Spencer to things or whatever, and all I could think about was like the Star Wars special editions, where they would just go back to the old games and just like Photoshop Spencer in the background doing cutscenes <laughs> and things like that. It's like, oh, he was there all along, you know, well, he just... Uh, absolutely absolutely don't file. encourage them. He met, he met Sadler, and he was like, yeah, I don't think this is the direction. Yeah, you're, 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 triggering, you're triggering Sean. It's like the 1979. You know what's inevitable. Don't tell me that I'm not going to be wrong about this. There is going to be an RE Engine remake of the first game before long, and that's yeah. the kind of stuff they will do. They will, they will put Spencer all over that Spencer Mansion in an RE engine. Yeah. Oh. Defeating the whole point of that match anyway. But yeah, it, no, I, I agree. It's going to... And they'll, they'll, they're gonna, they would probably remake RE5 next when that's done. And then the next Resident Evil game, they'll bring back Spencer somehow from the dead. Somehow Spencer has returned. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and the kicker, and the kicker, never remake Code Veronica. <laughs> just because yeah. yeah. why not never make it <laughs> I was going to finish my opening monologue by actually sort of asking that question again was like you know where where does this end because I did joke on Twitter last night um, that you know at the rate Capcom are going now they're going to be announcing RE9 and it's remake the same day you know there'll be two <laughs> versions of Resident Evil 9 that come out on the same day one's going to follow the remake continuity and uh, it's just where does it end because I'm already starting to see someone's already tweeted me today saying I really think they're going to be doing five next, and it's like, oh, yeah, please just spare me, just spare me, please. Just think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, Dead okay, Space, Dead Space came out in 2008, mm. and I think yeah. Ori Five came out in was it 2009? I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's close enough to where they go. You know what? We could we could remake Ori Five and then just redo some of the story elements, and we'll have that cutscene again with Spencer. He's like, ah. Oh, Eska, my son, we, uh, I met Miranda 50 years ago <laughs> and we talked about mold, mold, Wesker. And he's like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> and that's what everyone's like playing the fucking game. Like, where, where did this come from? Why is he saying all this? But then they'll change I, Resident Evil Village remake. Well, yeah. <laughs> to not have the mold in it. <laughs> the mold in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, if they do remake Resident Evil Five, which now is probably you know is probably way more likely as of today than it was this time yesterday, but like that means we're only two fucking numbered titles off a of village. Uh, sorry, yeah. off of um, RE Seven. What are they going to do? Remake Seven? You know, it's just it's like we've now hit a point where, in terms of like numbered titles one to eight, we'll just ignore zero for the sake of the argument. Just one to eight. We've got exactly we're going to have exactly half the fucking series remade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say on the. I was gonna say, is this a relevant time to talk about what's on the press release slash website slash blog about yes. the reimagined? Yes, ever the professional Rombie. Thank you very much. No, it's a really, um, <laughs> it's a really good. A really, we've 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 briefly spoken about almost this remake continuity, and I feel that's building up. And if eagle-eyed players of Remake Three will note that sudden connection between the uh, Nemesis Parasite and the Plaga that was randomly interjected into Remake 3. And we've had big discussions about Remake 2 and 3. Is it canon? Uh, I've even done a video, which you can check out on our YouTube page, um, about it. And it's it's a question that doesn't look like it's firstly ever going to get answered in any concrete manner by Capcom. And I don't think it's going to go away either. So what Rombie's mentioning about is when Re Remake 4 dropped 
yesterday there was a blog on the on the PlayStation blog, and I think it would be a good opportunity to read out verbatim what was said. They actually explicitly said reimagined this time, as opposed to the yeah. wishy-washiness of three. Maybe it's because Peter Fabiano is not there anymore. That's true. So let me read it. Okay, this time the game is being developed to achieve state-of-the-art quality for a survival horror suitable for 2023, while preserving the essence of the original game. We aim to make the game feel familiar to fans of the series, while also providing a fresh feeling to it. This is being done by reimagining the storyline of the game while keeping the essence of its direction, modernising the graphics and updating the controls to a modern standard. The trailer already shows some of this reimagined story because you do get some scenes of Leon speaking to who you understand is going to be Ashley's father in very brief snippets in the trailer. So they're already expanding in terms of a cutscene sort of way. Don't know whether that's part of it. And actually running. I was going to say, and actually yeah. running around the forest as well. You know, it's obviously a different. That intrigues me. I hope we get to a bit of a bit of interest, a bit of new 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 gaming there with Ashley. And, yeah, uh, it's a lot like a prologue where you play as Ashley, like running away from people or something like that. It might just be a cutscene they'll show, but it's possible that it could be a little prologue. I personally interpreted that as a, a playable Ashley section, like a pro, you know, like a, a prologue or something like that. Mm. And uh, as a as a point pointed out, she's wearing her an outfit more akin to her beta outfit, which is a long coat and scarf. That's right. Yes, yeah, she looks like that's from three point five, isn't it? Sounds like also narratively they've kind of going to expand on why she was there and how she got kidnapped, because it sounds like there's some reasoning for her to be in the country that's been set up obviously we would we would expect from Krause's side but it seems like that's going to be explained as to how she was actually kidnapped as opposed to just she, she was kidnapped well she was kidnapped in the in the original she was kidnapped uh in massachusetts coming back from college i wonder something you said that intro cutscene where he's meeting the president or something like that and i wonder now it's like i think gonna do some time with infinite darkness or something like that. Possible. It's part of it again, though. We've got a different looking Ashley from the um, from the game to the Infinite Darkness one. One assumes that it would have been developed at a very similar time. But then uh, that's that, that, that's that, that's a minor point. I mean, do we? Have, what's the date for Infinite Darkness? When did that sort of? When is that set? Do we have a date uh, yeah, for that? Two thousand and five. So a year after four. So a year after four. Okay, gotcha. But yes, the, the that kind of reimagined tag is really interesting because they, they seem seemed hesitant to confirm one way or the other whether this these were story remakes or reimaginings um, it looks like we're going down the reimagining route maybe maybe this is again protecting the legacy of the original because they just know how big it is that they, again they have to get the messaging right about it but why now and not over two or three i I wonder if they are quietly, they're not saying it openly yet, but I wonder if they're quietly making a new canon to where it's going from the Ori 3, sorry, Ori 2 remake onwards. And now, and then we're going to see an Ori 5 remake and Ori 6 remake, which will follow on that same order story beat set up from Ori 2 remake. So I know in Ori 3 remake, there was talking about the uh, Parasite, there's like File they talk about parasites and things and i wonder if they're gonna reference that in oi4 remake and be like yeah uh dr bard uh, he was interested in some of this stuff whatever or whatever or the guy in your brother europe was interested in some of the, the nemesis project and that's mm. how the events are tie in oh my god i figured it out so you know how he said like the lab the lab area is going to be like an old disused like umbrella bit lab sort of thing. I bet that would be like an Umbrella Europe lab where they were researching the Nemesis or the Plagueis to make the Nemesis Parasite. 
and that's where they had a lab set up and Sadler comes in and he kind of goes to the ruins and just co-ops it after like Umbrella's you know Umbrella's gone at this point so this lab was where they were doing the nemesis research to make the from the Plagas and that you'll find a file where it's like oh yeah we took samples of the of the Plagas or whatever and all this kind of stuff and Sadler is like man that's pretty cool I'm gonna try and you know f- pursue that research on my own and use it for my own ends kind of thing or they just make Sadler a former Umbrella researcher who was part of that lab back in the day I'm literally rubbing my eyes and my temples simultaneously listening That's, to that it's but, horrible isn't it but it's because it's because it's, <laughs> a, it's a very very, uh, very I, I, know, I think yeah I, th- I think you're on the money to be honest Mm. I think I think they have a pressure to try and make try and sort of right the wrong of Resident Evil Four in terms of like its impact on story and canon and and, I, and I've said in a previous episode, haven't I, that you know Resident Evil Four for what it did to the games industry also did you know tenfold to the to the law in terms of impact and you know we have basically had to sit through what is now like an eighteen year course correct at times from what that game did you know the amount of sort of later titles that sort of bolted on bits to it to try and make it work you know, more cohesively with the rest of the series. Well, this is their golden opportunity to make it truly work. But it's just at what it's just at what cost, everybody. The at what the, cost? The more I think about it though, the I'm sorry for talking more about it, but I, I, my brain's hurting over it. But if they do like a disused umbrella lab and sad you know, Dr. Sadler, he was part of the original Umbrella Europe team that was part of the Nemesis Parasite research team. And when all that he was obsessed with it, because of course he was, like an umbrella scientist would be. And when the funding stopped and all the all the stuff happened Raccoon City and Umbrella was shut down. He was this guy who was just like, oh, but like that dude in the uh, the sewers in the 3 remake. It's like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. It's like my, my precious babies and I will continue the work that was started before they cut the funding and that's going to be his whole thing. So maybe that's how the Plagas are going to be. We're going to be fighting Nemesis Parasites, basically, not Plagas as such in the OF4 remake. Oh my god, this is the worst thing I've thought of. I think you're going to be right. <laughs> I might oh, be right. It, it, it does tie in also, if you did that, it would make an int- more interesting angle for the whole Wesker thing because it gives more information on why he would know about it, why he'd be interested on stealing research from them. Like, yeah, it is quite possible. Or it might not happen and you'll be like, oh my god, thank god they just a paperwork. The thing is, if, if that does happen, um, then uh, wh- where does that leave Ada's mission? Because obviously the whole point, the whole, whole reason reason she's in that title is to try and get the dominant plaga back to you know back to her employers and obviously mm. she sends uh, she sends a subordinate one to Wesker to sort of double cross him and things like that but if they've already potentially had parasites perfected with the nemesis then it doesn't that kind of render the plaga moot or I, I don't really know it, it, gonna, we'll have to just see it, what they do with it it might just be something where they're like oh we need to get like you know we have this artificially made parasite but we need the original we need the things that this was based on to further our research and that's why she goes there to like figure all that stuff out or find it do you think if it is as wild as this it will put a, an end to the story uh, to the discussion about the remakes being canon or not canon but there'll be a there'll be a clear separate timeline do you think oh, that'll be it there's two timelines now deal with it you think that will, that will draw a line under the under the sand? I think if they that. do it, Nick, I don't think there'll be two timelines. I think that's almost them basically saying to classic two, three, and four are retconned, and anything that's connected to those OGs, whether it be you know your outbreaks, your Umbrella Chronicle, oh, really? and things oh, like that, be... are, all, are all just consigned to the scrap heap. You think it's going to be that bad? 
you know, your cannon will be zero, one, two, three. Code Veronica, I kind of think, because obviously it has been re-released on PS4 quite recently, so it's still obviously in their minds. But nothing you, contradicting you, it either. So no, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, just you just you just all you people listening, you just you created this, so you enjoy it. <laughs> Tell our listeners <laughs> off. Sorry. So I was just going to say to follow up on that. It's like what happened. I was on when I was on the Discord after the the real trailer, and 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 Vito was there saying, you know, they're all there's no contradictions because there's no really established canon in most of these games and i'm like that's kind of the problem like you're kind of missing the point like if you just leave it open in the air you're creating more problems you've got more contradictions you know you if you don't define something, then it <laughs> it creates nothing but more questions. The thing was, the point to me was the fact that it's not about the fact whether or not it is loose canon or not. It's the fact that you've got an opportunity. You you, you have an opportunity to make put a line in the sand and say, this is the definitive version going forwards, or this isn't the definitive version. It's just a it's just a difference, and you're kind of getting that a little bit when you're saying something like reimagined, but it's still unclear enough, and then it's muddied when you have stuff like you know what was what Nick has gone through and done with that video, which you know shows where at points they've said they both exist, or they it's not it's a reimagining. Oh no, it is. It's it's unclear, and so you just add more questions and then up. And of course, this is going to be the first game I can ever think of that both the original and the remake are going to be playable on the same console from the original disc. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's ever happened. Other than yeah, I mean, even if even if the PlayStation Five or the Series X or whatever doesn't get like a dedicated like packaged version, your PS4 discs will still work, mm. and the Xbox ones as well will still work. Yeah, you can still play. You can actually still play the three. I think you can still play the three hundred and sixty version of four on, on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 focus then on the the actual what what we did see. I wanted to speak about Mendez, but he makes a very quick appearance. Why do you want to talk about Mendez, Nick? Well, he looks like he's wearing why, a hat. Why, why on earth would you want to talk about Mendez? Why would he be brought up? But I think Hash, he's wearing a hat. Hashtag, hashtag hats on all enemies. So keep, keeping with tradition, yes, Mendez is back this time in hat form. God. So like Mal- Malibu Stacy with the with the brand new oh, hat. How many years later, and we're here again, aren't we, ladies and gentlemen? History repeats itself. How can we how can we rework this? So there's going to be a sequence in in four remake where two BOWs fight like Birkin and the Tyrant, and this time it's going to be Saddler's spider form that pulls the hat down over Mendez's eyes. Um, <laughs> What's it? Um, three stooging, three stooges. The... Yeah, and jo- what John said the, the last time. Scene. What was it? John said the last time round. So Mendez is going to come into the house where um, Ada shoots through the window, and he's going to throw his hat, and it's going to land on a coat stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because because if Capcom are going to repeat this shit, why can't we? Let's just recycle the same fucking gags over and over again. Because he's he's going to be. I guarantee you that God, uh, Mendez. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. Um, <laughs> all I can think of is the Malibu Stacy thing. It's just like, don't you Sorry, realize yeah. it's just the same character, but he's got a hat. He's got a hat. All these, all these fans running in, all these young girls running in, like screaming for these figures. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really throwing you off, haven't I? Yeah. 
what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I think Talk that Mad is probably gonna be like the Mr. X pursuer enemy throughout the village. He's gonna stalk you because he has like the same heavy footsteps and he's got a hat now, just like Mr. X, and a trench coat. So he's gonna be the Mr. X of the game that will follow you around the village until you beat him in the barn in the boss fight, and then you go to the castle. And then if a dude goes, going to chase you through there as the next like pursuer. I actually have a theory, and I'm gonna. Uh, this, this is a serious one, so anyone who's listening, please know I'm. I'm not. I'm not taking the piss. Uh, this is actually a genuine, genuine theory. Part of the reason why I think uh, they're ha- potentially giving him a hat. Before, <laughs> before, before you, before you continue, how many beers have you had? <laughs> I'm actually only about what three in. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. 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 Um, it's good. It's good. So, one of the things the trailer is dealing with, to me anyway, and one of the things that Infinite Darkness, yes, I'm bringing up Infinite Darkness, was Leon's PTSD post Raccoon. And I think what what they're going to do with this, because there's a moment where he's in the car and he's sort of saying how he can't forget that night, and I think that's generally believed he means Raccoon City. And I think if they're going to give Mendez a hat, then I think it's actually going to potentially trigger like a PTSD sequence for Leon, where he basically thinks he's seeing the tyrant again for the first time. You know, so you'll probably get Mendez bursting through a door in the house and the, the silhouette will look exactly like Mr. X. And I think that'll be if they're if they're going down that path of sort of trying to flesh Leon out a little bit more, make him a little bit more human and stuff like that, then I think, you know, because Mendez in the trailer looks exactly like Mr. X in sort of silhouette form. Yeah, and I can, and with sort of Leon talking about Raccoon as though it, it, it's almost an event that haunts him, I can see them going for that kind of angle and making you know making it a little bit more psychological. I'd be happy with that. that. That's genuinely good. That's genuinely oh, really yeah, cool. I'm down for that. That's my thing with with why I think they've you know I, I don't think it's just a let let's get at the podcast kind of <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> I think there is actually genuine intent this time as to, you know, connect it visually in some way. Well, I hope they expand on a bit because they they kind of did that in Remake 3, but only for the first three minutes of the game and they never really touched on it again. Part, part of me thinks that it is intentional to put a hat I love the idea of some like artist who's like designing Mendez and he's like sketching out this concept art and he's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a hat on him and fuck with those podcast people. They'll hate this, you know, and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, yeah, but it'd be interesting because we saw, we see a bit of the, of the Ganados. We see a bit of the cult Illuminados as well, uh, albeit from a distance. But the, I mean, the detail on the Ganados, the, the man in the, in the opening for, in the opening house, it was astonishing to see. But as you've kind of already alluded to, uh, recognizably that, you know, from the, from the original game, and you see the photograph of Ashley, him, you know, you can kind of piece together bits of the, the visuals that you see in the trailer and you can work out what's going on because it does look as it looked to be more, a bit more faithful to the original than perhaps was expected. I do wonder if they're going to bring in any other 3.5 elements. Um, so people may know 3.5 was the, one of the cancelled beaters, Bookman version and things like that. I, I wonder if we're going to get anything from that as a kind of throw throwback to what, RE4 could have been back in the day. Does anyone have any comments on that? I know his jacket is different now. It's more like his 3.4 jacket. Is it? Okay. Uh, outfit looks a bit more style and four as well. I think I think to me in in my mindset, it's like four is a long game. There's a lot of environments, a lot of areas and stuff. So I'm kind of expecting that there'll be new ideas recycled. Right? This is the thing that we've probably never really talked about too much. Everyone's in a while it comes up, but Capcom developers, and this is, you know, I'm not talking about the company in general, but the developers do have a tendency to reuse ideas that got scrapped. 
and it's it's either within remakes or other games and quite often it happens it's not it's just something that happens and so yeah of course i would not be surprised to see more 3.5 or you know someone probably one of the first things that probably even happened when someone was pitching this idea was pulling up whatever design documents they could find from the original game which would have potentially included original you know, artwork designs and stuff for, for earlier versions. At that point, it may inspire them to include that or you know, they hand it on to other people for the design to, to say, hey, I really like this. I think it might work for the reimagining you know, of this of this title. So we, we should go maybe go down this path and then you know, people use it as a jumping off point. So yeah, I, I expect we're probably going to see a few other things from versions, and, and and conversely as well, stuff that we we may not even realise is actually recycled from an idea that was scrapped that we just never saw publicly. I'm just expecting that we'll get to the island, and it it will just be the Umbrella Europe Nemesis Lab that was disused. That's that's what I'm expecting. I wouldn't be surprised. I said I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And there looks that other things I've noted in the trailer. There was the lake looks to be there, so I suspect Del Lago's back as well. There looks to be a more like skulls is an imagery of skull and crossbones, not skull and crossbones, but like... that's consistent with the original. Though there are like skulls and body remains around, and that's not too surprising. Not too the the Del Lago thing also. I mean, you can obviously tell that Leon the 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 story beat of Leon being infected is in there too because you see elements of that and obviously also even with the title itself the control that um that is implied that he, they have over him um isn't that even shown within the title like a, a splat of infection yeah i i think i think narratively this it's like what we were joking about this one has the most amount of freedom to change as much as possible because the storyline is not the most simple but it's like it's a very straightforward story and has a lot of latitude for them to change stuff without having to change much of the beats. I have a random question. I know that like Umbrella USA was shut down like before 2000, right? In terms of the, like, when it was, because Umbrella was like slowly dismantled. When did Umbrella Europe go under? Was it like 2002? Three. After, Three would have been. After Umbrella's end. In Umbrella. So, so the timeline fits. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think, I think uh, Japan was the last umbrella. Japan, I think, was the last entity to close. Well, you know, I mean, as you said, that as as Rob says, there is a lot of scope to change. What is there any part of the storyline you would like to see changed at all? That's a good Anyone? question. I think, uh, personally, I would like to see more of the history of the village informed within the the village itself, because it feels like in four, while we understand a little bit of the village and the structure with obviously the village, the castle, etc. Most of the narrative we get about how the, the, the village works and stuff actually comes from that post-credit scene where you see a little bit of the history of the village and it would be like it would be nice to see some of that informed in both storytelling yeah. and environmental storytelling. That that would be something I, I think I would like to see more of. Sure. And one of the things that I always found comical about Resident Evil 4 was the fact that we'd had up until then sort of reasonably concisely pieced together storylines um, and then out comes this James Bond Bond-esque secret agent has to rescue president's daughter um it just was so nonsensical at the time and if they could put if they're going to do anything like put a spin that like, sort of makes that scenario a little bit more plausible a little bit more serious um, which it looks like they're doing to be honest so that could all could already have been addressed and i suppose just utilize some of the support cast a little bit more actually give krauser a lot more to do instead of just turning up at the 11th hour of the game you know why not sort of weave him into the narrative a little bit more they've got the sort of the groundwork from operation javier to springboard from so, so maybe just like things like that and absolutely fascinating 
fascinated to see how they're going to integrate giant stone Salazar into um, <laughs> well, into Salazar, the game. Mm, on a Salazar serious generally. note, I think I think Salazar's going to be utterly redesigned because I just think in today's day and age, the era we live in now, I don't think he's necessarily an appropriate sort of character to be honest i don't think it works perhaps that's going to be the kicking point because he he salazar was liked for his stupidity <laughs> um you know he's quite comical and quotable and memeable so you know, perhaps that's going to be is it a bad taste but of a joke now that's the thing sort of i think thing. they'll just well, make it it's, it's not just that though it's also the sensibilities of how they wrote leon like that's going to change obviously i would say given if they're going to go down a narrative path of like more self and reflection like they had at the start you know with that with what they've got in the trailer compared to how it's kind of addressed in the original game how leon is is mentally positioned He's not going to crack wise about hands coming off and you know all that sort of stuff. You make a good point about talking about um, Krauser because it would be quite interesting to have him watching Leon. You know what I mean? Like at some point through the village, he's you know, and through the events of the game, you you find out that he's been kind of tracking him, watching him from afar to keep an eye on him under under the request of um, oh my god, my brain's gone blank. Why am I trying to say Wesker. this? Uh, oh, under the Sadler. Sadler. yeah, under Sadler. Thank you. Sad, thank you. Gosh. My brain just went blank. Um, and under Sadler's orders, um, but also partly out of his own egotistical, self maniacal um interests. So that would be quite an interesting thing, and that would also allow them to expand Ada's uh, role out a little bit more potentially as well. On it, but who knows? It, it, it does make me wonder how much of the classic sort of gameplay they're going to retain as well, because if they um. If they are going for a more sort of spirit, serious spin with Leon, and you know, and try and sort of make it more grounded on a human level, then when he starts suplexing cult members, it's going to be, <laughs> going to be really jarring tonally. Yeah, I can't, I can't see them doing. I, I can't keep them, see them keeping that compact. No, I, I need the suplex. Thing. I need the suplex in it. I'll tell you this: you that, that shot of those three cultists walking down the, that hallway, sort of thing. You see that bald bloke at the front? That fucker's head is waiting for a suplex. I want oh. to pop that head, bald head like a watermelon with a suplex. I'm waiting for it. I was just going to say, honestly, an RKO out of nowhere. On yes. <laughs> on these no, you know what? That's what they should do with the game. Not just a suplex. I want more wrestling moves. <laughs> I want to be able to do power bombs, uh, suplexes, RKOs. Close lines would be tap. good. Uh, also, yeah, more more wrestling moves. In oh, fact, that, this is that, going the, back to the gameplay element. This is one of those things that was really important about four was just that freedom of like, hey, you can jump out a window. Hey, you can climb over. Just mm. was was so gr- groundbreaking that it feels fundamentally linked to the game that if they don't have some more action elements with yeah. it, as far as controls are gone, I can say it will not feel like four. You know, the, the context sensitive actions and things like that were a key part of like, you know, mm. why that game was quite groundbreaking yeah. at the time. Cause it was kind of like QTE, but not, wasn't it? And no, I mean, there's QTE retain... elements in it, but yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it kind of isn't four if it doesn't have them. Exactly. Yeah. And then you go, you go back to, you go back to what, that blog says they're going for a survival horror experience well resident evil 4 was never i would say particularly survival horror more action horror i'm not a fan of that at all you've you've also reminded me of something that made me do a spit take i'm the other other day i was what i was reading comments so i'm looking at i didn't get to see the set of plate live because i was at work so i watched it when i had a break 
and uh, then I went on and was reading all the comments that people had already posted. And somebody made this comment on, uh, I think it was on uh, one of the articles on Eurogamer, I think it was, where they were bemoaning the fact that they never got into the original Resident Evil 4 because they couldn't, and I quote, get past the tank controls. And I'm yeah, like, are you, are you kidding? Have we gotten this far that we're classing Resident Evil 4 as tank controls? Really? It kind, like, it kind of is. It, it kind is. Of is. But like, I'm, I'm, but I'm meaning it more in the sense that it's like when we refer to tank controls, usually it's less about the actual tank controls. It's more about how people describe the uncontrollability of playing like the original trilogy, right? Yeah, and and it makes yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. That's where I think of. And so now they're actually applying that idea of tank controls to how clunky Resident Evil 4 feels compared to modern games, even though fundamentally a lot of modern games still use the sort of... Like Resident Evil, the Resident Evil 2 remakes still fundamentally use the same framing and control concepts from 4. They just refined, re, re, you know, they're refined and refined and refined over years. So they don't feel clunky if you go back to 4, yeah. But it's definitely not tank controls in the sense of like thematically what they're trying to say and it, but it made me that made me do a spit take because it makes me realize this is the sort of mentality that is why the remakes exist and why so are you saying it's like terminator in that re4 started itself to ensure its own existence in the future as a remake or something <laughs> absolutely well no it's just it's it's well i guess if you want to take it that you can but it's more that it's the mentality it's more the mentality of people so uh, you know to, to that this is why as sean was correctly rambling about before about like we're in this realm of reimaginings and remakes is because we are so un incomplacent with things that are not even 20 years old that need re revitalizing apparently i just um, love and, this and, idea some, some, am I not? Am I not excited to see Resident Evil Four reimagined as a horror? And I just simply said no. Full stop. Because as I, as I, said, I did see that comment. As I, as I said, and I genuinely meant this in the RE Four anniversary uh, one we did, or whichever was it, was it retrospective or something? Yeah, yeah retrospective. Yeah, we have got to the birthday. I'm a believer yeah. of like you know living living with it, living with what you've created and owning it. And like Resident Evil Four was never ever meant to be. A classic horror in the style of the first three games it was meant to be a sort of more modern action spin on a sort of survival setting action survival game or whatever if you want to call it seeing it reimagined as a horror just doesn't interest me whatsoever because that's not what i associate with resident evil 4 being and i don't want to you know what are we going to get in a few years when resident evil 7 gets remade because you know why not um, is it going to be reimagined as a third-person action shooter, you know, like Resident Evil 6? Because, you know, it's already done the horror thing, so they've ticked that box. You've got to live with what decisions you've made creatively at the time. The more I think why about do, it... Why do fucking remakes exist? I'm going to mute the mic and just let people I, speak for a bit. I just realised, <laughs> like, I, I, I think I'm going to change my theory a bit. What if Lewis is the former umbrella researcher rather than Sadler? Well, it would make, narratively, that would make sense because of his position in the original game as well. So, yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that, that's what they're going to go for. That lab is going to be a former umbrella Europe lab. It's where they're going to be doing the thing. And Lewis was like a guy who worked there, maybe worked under Sadler. Yeah, possibly. and then he does the same thing he does in the original and steals the research. And steals it where he's like, he's like, he has a crisis of conscious where it's like look man you know a brother did some real bad stuff and that's what's happened one umbrella goes under salad goes rogue basically runs that lab by himself and lewis is sort of like yeah i don't know about this dude i think 
we're doing some really bad stuff here. I'm going to, and he steals his sample and that leads to the whole plot kind of thing of Ori 4 sort of thing. I, I think Sadler will go on this like, um, Colonel Kurtz kind of role where he's like cut off from his uh, superiors and does his own thing and becomes a cult leader. That, I mean, oh God, what was that movie where there was like, I can't remember what it was. It was definitely a zombie movie where some guy just becomes like a cult leader and he's like a former researcher or something. I can't remember now. It was, it was something that's very vague, but that's what I think will happen. And then Brandon Bailey's just there running the whole show just because. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I believe, I believe this mysterious rival company that was mentioned in Ori 4 is going to be The Connections. Aid is going to be working for The Connections. Why not? Honestly, you know, HCF is name dropped in seven, isn't it? So it, uh, it would actually mm-hmm. weirdly it's- link. It would weirdly um, link, and we've and- seen we've seen the picture. Has anyone seen? We've not talked about this yet. There is a, a screenshot um, going round of what looks like the winged logo from yeah, the village, but with hands. With hands, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, come on, that- that's so on the nose. That's got to be got to be a, a connection. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why I'm this is why I'm convinced that there's going to be another connection with um, Benza because there'd be some discussion about obviously he would be looking into the same thing with the mold, but with the Plagueis, like you know, and that's why Umbrella would have the impact. So it'll be yeah, I'm expecting all this to tie together. As what a brief, if? as a brief aside, I'll just say sorry. Um, I, it does it does make me laugh that so many people, and I've seen him go around on Twitter today. So many people are going into like deep dive theory on this logo that looks like the one from REA. And I'll just remind everybody how well utilized the umbrella logo was in Village. Like, let's not get too excited. Come on. I just realized something. What if, let's just say Sadler is not this umbrella researcher. Lewis is the umbrella researcher. Fine. Let's go with that. But what if Sadler is like Miranda? He's the Miranda of Ori 4. Where he's this guy that discovered the 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 Plagueis, and then Spencer meets him, like he met uh, Miranda many years ago, and he's like, "Hey, dude, so I just had the, this exact same conversation with some uh, lady over in Romania somewhere. So she talked about this mold, but what have you got for me, bud? What have you got? Well, I got this thing called Plagueis, and like, okay, well, how's that work then? And he goes, "Okay, can it make me invincible, like a mortal, or whatever?" I was like, oh, I don't know if it can, and I was like, "Okay, then I'm gonna." go back i'll go back to viruses the mold didn't work the plagues didn't work i'll stick with the viruses uh, this this confirms it sadler is going to be like trying to use the plagues to find a cure for his dead son who died like back in world war ii or something like that and he's using the plagues for it very similar then to miranda mm. He will just be Miranda. Mm. Nick, Nick's been so quiet for the last half an hour. I think we've literally, like, <laughs> I don't know. We've beaten him down. We've beaten yeah. him down slowly but is, surely. I'm, I'm trying to sound positive because... I want to caveat that we're not... I'm, I don't think we're all being extremely negative about it. We're just trying to pick at the ideas of what you would do. If you're going to make... If you're going to remake the game like, and you've got these opportunities, you really do have to seize them. And am I, I do have concerns. I have to admit, the concerns I have are more from the fact that there are times where we're, we're giving them credit about the idea that you know maybe they're going to narratively connect this to Village and they're going to do this and that and the others. But then narratively, even between the two and three remakes they they did this inconsistencies so you know that they had opportunities as as sean can well allude to um where they had an opportunity to tie things together a lot more neatly than they did and and there were very missed opportunities and that's probably one of my you know the things 
and so well, I'm worried that all of a sudden they've got latitude here to do a lot of things to connect this game to whatever they want, but they may completely miss the mark or not bother or let me just let me just clarify my point a little bit right everybody knows my remake stunts but in terms of a game like i have no doubt because we know this is dev one it's not m2 did remake three so that i don't necessarily think there's any of those dangers of like we got a we've got a remake three product on the way you know we've got the from what we understand most of the team that did i see uh cvx freak shared a tweet from one of the japanese um, articles which said most of the team is returning from remake two that's a solid team that's that's probably the best playing resident evil game we've had in a long time you know and i, I love things like resident evil 7 and resident evil 2 is as a gameplay experience better than that you know, it, it's it's exceptional that game so i have no doubt that as a game and as an experience full remake is going to be exceptional it's just my my problems with it are a bit greater than it just being a really solid gameplay experience. But I am looking forward to playing it, and I'll have a great time with it. I don't doubt. Just to put a, you know, sprinkle of positivity in there. It's not all all bad from my point. No, and I think I'll probably enjoy it a billion times more so than the original. I, I can almost anticipate my review of it being this is a phenomenal experience. But that's not because I like the original <laughs> it's just that i put it I, I don't rate it really highly i mean i'm very selfish in this sense because i'd like much rather see resident evil survivor or dead aim get a remake you know just to bring those into the into the narrative a bit more you know make it more accessible but there's a part of me that just thinks capcom have done this because they know it's going to sell 10 million copies you know they know it's going to sell and they're going to get yeah well, we'll, we'll gonna, it'll be worth it it's, it's, it's development costs yeah but yeah they just know there's no risk there's barely any risk there's no there isn't no risk to it sorry um john i'm just gonna say there isn't no risk to it as we said the the, the stakes of remaking a game that is actually beloved you you personally may not you know and maybe not me either but there's obviously a lot of people out there who for resident evil 4 was a big game there is some risk because you know the reason why some of these games these remakes have sold millions of copies and continue to sell well is because at the end of the day they are good they are still good games and people enjoy them for what they are but there is more risk of turning off an audience with a really bad remake that word of mouth gets out and it cuts the, 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 the what happened to six you know that's exactly what happened to six Six sold really well at launch, and then everyone was like, "Oh, this is not what I was hoping for." And then That's true. Just remake out. that game at some point, and it took a <laughs> and it took a long time for the sales to pick up. Sorry. So I will say so this: gone. I think the OE4 remake. Uh, I'm going to put this down on paper, on voice, right now, officially. I think OE4 remake will become Capcom's best-selling Resident Evil game. It will top whatever's at the top of the list list now at number one. I hate I hate those statements because that's not it's a hard thing to quantify. Because everyone goes, Oh well, yeah, this is this is the top selling game because this is the most amount of units it sold at you know, whatever release it is. But it's like you forget that you release the game over multiple platforms. So I think it's like five is like the, the technically the most selling game because if you counted all the platforms it's been on it's sold the most amount of copies but they won't point at that they'll say actually this game on its one release sold more units ah but oe4 remake will do the same as the original oe4 and it'll be on every single platform ever we'll just put it on everything (laughs) well Well, it depends on how well it does it it depends on how well it does that's the 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 question if it's if it's if it's a six debacle maybe only a couple (laughs) re-releases i'm just gonna wait for oe4 remake we edition 
there is a definitive version of the game. We actually um, have a bit of breaking news as we're, we're recording. Oh, oh, God. Um, jo- Jolene Anderson, who played Ada in RE2 Remake, has confirmed she is not playing the character in 4 Remake. So already, already they've changed, changed the voice actor. They're going to get uh, Jeff Shine in. He's also to play Ada. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to do his fucking Carlos voice again. It's like, hey, how's it going, Leon? What? Wait, why do you sound like that now? Yeah, so that's a bit of a shame, actually. Because I was sort of hoping in this um, sort of remake era, there would at least be some sense of continuity amongst the voice actors. And already we've got a, a not returning one from three years ago. So a bit of a shame. To be fair, I know he's not the voice actor. I know he's the, um, the guard he used for the face of Leon and Ori to remake. Apparently he's not happy about being involved in Resident Evil because he had all these like creepo Tumblr girls on his like Instagram saying all kinds of like sexual harassing stuff and that's why he was kind of like oh I don't really want to get involved in that community anymore really Ooh. yeah that's what I've heard well, well someone tweeted it on my timeline so. makes, me, makes me makes me wonder if the, the the same is true for the um for the female equivalent or in reverse as well because that seems much mm. more prevalent on the internet normally I'm sorry John Jeff Sheen is a Jeff Sheen is Ada long time no see Leon it's like, wait, wait, why do you sound like that now? You didn't sound like that eight years ago. It's like, oh, no. I'm not part of a union. Okay. No, it'd be, it'd be, it would be much funnier just not to address it. It just, yes. just sounds like... <laughs> and, and, and Liam just accepts it and goes, hey, it's been a long time then, Ada. Yeah, it's been a while since Raccoon City, you know. And then, and then, and then it's like... <laughs> It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then all the fans are like, what? Why is this not being addressed? And Kat was like, don't worry about the babe. You know, it's fine. <laughs> don't worry. It's whatever. Obviously, as well, we, now that Ada's been brought up, we've only seen one glimpse of her in the trailer. But there's obviously a very big change to her character, which we all called a few episodes ago. We knew for a fact that the dress wasn't returning. Mm. I see people are having meltdowns about it, but come on, yeah, don't let's be realistic. We knew it was never coming back if there was a remake. If if it if it isn't the bitch in the red sweater, <laughs> that line this just ain't gonna fly. Now, if you look at what was changed for the for the remake of uh, sorry the re- remake the um, <laughs> Oculus version. Oh yeah, the ballistics line was taken out. I remember that was removed. No, a few, few, a few, a few things were changed. The ballistics one was one of them. Yeah. And doesn't uh, Ashy no longer like uh, say, "Hey, uh, if you make it no, back over time, yeah, that's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. What? And some of the stuff with Hannigan gone. And well, the post credit yeah. scene gone now, and that's that's a bit of a travesty, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's that's maybe in the remake they'll say. They'll confirm that Hodigan is Ada. I, I actually brought that up on a stream a few, uh, a couple of streams ago. That that was that was a running theory, wasn't it? I, I, I remember we were everyone was so hungry for connections back in two thousand and five. People actually said, "Oh, the the, re- the whole reason of the post credit scene with no glasses is to show it's actually Ada." And imagine, like, no, it isn't. Imagine, you absolute, <laughs> absolute morons. Cause imagine, it isn't. imagine if all this happened, right? Where you. <laughs> You have um, you have Ada as Hunnigan. You've got Jeff Shine going around as Ada in that voice. You've got Sadler running his fucking umbrella lamp in the island, and all this shit happens. All this. It was just. It's gonna be like you know that scene in The Simpsons where Homer designed his own car. It's gonna be like that. It's like <laughs> we four hundred million dollars was spent on this. I suppose one of the things that um has surprised people with the remake era, and I'll, I'll pitch this to you now. They've they've had an opportunity 
to show Wesker behind the scenes in many of the sort of remake games because obviously he is working behind the scenes and they've they've like resisted and it's been almost admirable really but surely he is due his re engine debut in this is he not yeah no 100 well there was wasn't there some images allegedly leaked oh yes i think kind of looked upon quite a you know a vast array of what what we could expect with remake four we're going to obviously cover this quite (laughs) extensively as it comes out i mean we've only spoke about the uh, the release date uh, March 24th, not that far away. I was partially expecting a 2024 release. I thought we were going to get something in between Village and still no kind of word on Village DLC. I thought we were going to get another game. So they, they've obviously been working on this quite a number of years already. We don't normally talk about leaks and stuff, but I think this one's a little bit different in the sense that it was the scale of the leak but the the leaks of a bunch of confirmations of games and many of them have been since announced and four was on it was was about two years ago so it yep. tells you that this this project's been if the dev team that worked on resident evil 2 remake were working on this then they probably went to it straight after resident evil 2 came out or very shortly yeah. after so this has been in development since at least early 2019 i would say yeah. this so this won't be another ori 3 remake essentially this is going to be like the next like you know because ori 2 was like a big big thing i think this will be the same Ori 3 remake was like a eh, you know it's a little snack in between meals you know oh, like something they needed to get done to get it out of the way so they could get back to this yes yeah yeah is when they were like oh yeah Ori 3 remake is the one they're going to get out the way sort of thing i guarantee you they forgot all about it they were like yeah we're already two uh roommate and we're gonna get four was the big one yeah we'll do four work on that and someone's like wait wasn't there like uh a three there was like a, a nemesis one like oh fuck. <laughs> that, all right that's one um yeah just bang that out in six months and uh we'll say it's a complete game and just done whatever's gentlemen final thoughts and uh upon what we've seen so far the, the kind of preview Keeping in mind, there's going to be, it sounds like there's going to be another longer trailer at some point. Yes, so, and we'll discuss that in future news segments. Are you still kind of in the middle going, I'm, you know, I'm going to look forward to it, I'll play it. A bit more excited after our discussion this evening about the possibilities of greater connectivity? I'm I'm still about as indifferent. I mean, it's been good talking to you guys about the possibilities and the pitfalls because I think it allows me to process what I'm thinking about it. But I was genuinely intrigued by the Resident Evil 2 remake. I wasn't thrilled about the idea of it, but I was genuinely intrigued to see what they were doing. Now that I know that commodity of what it is and then obviously then being very much disappointed with three the three remake by comparison i feel like i'm being indifferent not not just because of what it is but because maybe i'm also protecting the idea that i'm having no idea what to expect will it be better than the three remake i think capcom's learned their lesson from that will it be a great game to play probably because i enjoyed no matter what i feel about the narrative issues or the stuff about those other remakes i had fun playing it so i expect four is going to be the same so i, I think I, i'm just indifferent because of of that and i and i don't think that's going to change until the day i sit down to play it and uh then i then i might feel much better about it or i'll feel much worse but yeah it's 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 un, un, unexpectedly expected <laughs> if that makes sense to me that, that there's a remake and that um i feel indifferent to it <laughs> Mm. That made no sense, Mr. Spencer. What? No, no, no. It, it, it's it's classic Rombie. 
<laughs> really? Am I that predictable now? In, in no, but no, it's, a, it's a lovely quote. It's a lovely quote. Uh, Mr. Spencer, your, your kind of final thought on the preview. I think it'll be a, a fun game. I think it'll be their best-selling game. I think people will stream it and meme about it like they with other games. I think it'll be as big as Ori 2 Remake in terms of like how much it reaches people. Should it have been made? I don't know. I don't think so, in my opinion. I think it's going to be difficult to recapture that lightning in a bottle that was the original game. Because Ori 4, the original, was all about like, you know, what made it stand out wasn't its story or anything like that. It was always oh, original. It was just, oh, it revolutionized things. But when you take away, you know, the thing that you, the revolutionized aspect of it, what's left? You know, it's just a shooter that it's just a third person horror game that's going to have difficulty standing itself apart from so many others that have come between you know, since the original came out and now. So I think it'll be fun. I hope it's a lot more action-packed, more wrestling moves, all the, all the dumb stuff that I talked about in this uh, discussion. I hope they all come to, come true. I think it'll be hilarious, and it will annoy Star's Tyrant, who you should talk to now about it, because he's going to be really pissed at everything I just said. Before I do, I'll just say, I'll just say my final comment. I think and hope that it will be a completely different animal to Resident Evil 4 original. I think Village is so similar to the original that this is the opportunity to make what arguably 4 could have been or perhaps, I wouldn't say should have been because at the time the series needed the original cause but I think this is going to be what fans had wanted back in the day well final thoughts for Star's Tyrant I'm kind of at peace with it now despite the fact that I've been quite uh, you know, vocal and a little bit angry through most of this I am actually honestly at peace with this kind of stuff because I, I've realised that I can't convince people everyone seems pretty happy with it all so what do I know I'm just an old ranting born in the 80s video gamer that grew up on Amstrad's and Spectrum's and appreciated what I had back then. I don't have the hunger of, you know, wanting to see literally everything I played a few years ago reimagined in fancy, you know, brand new visuals and things like that. But hey, you know, it's it's not my generation anymore. It's not my thing. The only thing I want to leave everybody is a question I asked back in, I think it was 2015, when they finally did the, you know, We Do It video for Resident Evil 2 Remake. I asked the question back then, and I'm going to ask you now again, seven years later. Where does it end? Tell me, everybody. Where does it end? I think, I think we're going to get. I think we're going to get an RE engine complete saga. Yeah. I, I I just liked your joke about um, re- releasing nine and remaking nine on the same day. So. <laughs> well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have enjoyed our first look at Resident Evil 4 Remake. I suspect it's slightly different to what you thought we were going to discuss. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to look into the you know, the graphical capabilities. When more trailers, more information comes out, because there's a lot of cutscenes and static images, so when we see a bit of Perhaps some of the you know in-game action we can get a glance of how this is game this game is going to unfold in real time. So we'll be keeping you up to date with that and our thoughts as we as you know as we get closer to the March release. But there we go. Thank you everyone for listening to that. I hope you've enjoyed it. But we now turn our attention to this podcast of Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Twenty-five years of Resident Evil. 10 years of the Resident Evil podcast. Expert knowledge is needed in what we call the quiz. This is my only opportunity for a point this week. Uh, I'd just like to announce everybody that uh, this is zero points for me this week. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. 
we've talked about the games straying too far from the origins. This Resident Evil quiz. <laughs> We're now getting Spice Girls as the correct answer. I mean, it's time to quit. Welcome to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. What the fuck? What kind of question is that? Batman. Star Tyrants. George Trevor. Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Welcome, one and all, mm. to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. And clear your desktop so you can open up Notepad. Let's go. Question number one comes in from John Cyrus. What is the name of the Operation Hunk and Co. conduct in bringing in Birkin in Resident Evil 2 Remake? So it's got a particular operation name. What is it? Question number two. What are the names of the chainsaw-wielding female Ganados? in Resident Evil 4. Question number three. What does it say on Ada's paper aeroplane? I'll be a bit lenient. You don't have to get it word for word, but that's uh, that's quite a difficult question. Question number four. And now a new feature. Oh yes, we all look forward to uh, a new feature. It's the Duke's Cooking Corner. Oh yes. Can you tell me the ingredients for making the herbed fish? And finally, question number five, also from Remake 2 and from Jordan. What is Claire's number plate on her motorbike? They're the five questions. Join us after this one. We'll run through those answers. If I could just forget what happened that night. The pain. Even for a second. This time, it can be different. It has to. So welcome back to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. <laughs> Let's see how well everyone has done. This is very exciting, very exciting. So, question number one was, what is the name of the Operation Hunk conducts in Resident Evil 2 Remake? Mr. Spencer, returning to the quiz for the first time, what is your answer? I initially thought Lurking Fear, but that's what the thing is called in Ori 7. And then I thought Emperor's Mushroom, but that's the thing that's in uh, Ori 3. That was like the, the monitors and the watchdogs, whatever they call them. This one? I actually don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I I, I tried to think about it, but um, I don't know. I got nothing, sorry. That's a pass on me. Okay. Rombi? Uh, same. I have cannot remember it. I'm racking my brain. Can't think Can't think of anything. It's, it's on the videotape. <laughs> I know. There's a thing. I know it's there. I know it's mentioned. I just can't remember it. Stars Tyrant. Um, I've got a feeling you might know this one. Because I, you know, I, I love the name of Nest so much. <laughs> um, it burned into my brain forever that it is Operation Nest Wrecker. It yes, is correct. Yeah. That's a stupid name. It is a fucking stupid name. It's about as shit as, um, you know, giving Nemesis the finger. Yeah, well, you know what? Before we move to the next question, I want to very quickly say that railgun in the original Ori 3 was called, like, Paracelsus's sword or something called it out. Like, that is metal as fuck. That is a cool-sounding name 
that looked like it was made up by some genius. And then Ori 3 Remake is like, huh, give him the finger, right? What are you, 12? Like, have a cool name. I hate it. I, I truly hate it. If you've got a cool fucking weapon, like Death Star is a cool name, right? <laughs> if, you, if you've if you got like a cool super weapon, it needs a cool name. Don't be like a fucking child and be like, yeah, I'm going to call it this because uh, like, you're not Beavis and Butthead. Like, just... Looks kind of like a finger. It's kind of like a finger. Then it'd be real funny if we give him the finger. (laughs) 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 Oh, it annoys me. So childish. Sorry, go on. on. Let's let's move on before we get angry. Question at number two was, what is the name of the chainsaw-wielding female Ganado in Resident Evil 4? Stars Tyrant. Bella Sisters. Bella Sisters. Rumbi? Yeah, I have Bella Sisters as well. Mr. Spencer? Now, I had originally put Bella Twins, but then I realised that was actually an old uh, women's tag team in WWE. Uh, I think they've been released now, but it is Bella Sisters. Is correct, yes. Points all round. Bella Sisters is our, our, our their names, and hopefully they'll return in some capacity in the remake. Question number three. This is a challenging question. What does it say on Ada's paper aeroplane? I'm, I'm going to be lenient here. I, I don't, if you get word for word, then kudos. But generally, perhaps, you know, what what would it say on, on that aeroplane? Rombi, start with you. I honestly am struggling to remember. I, I honestly can't remember. No. Mr. Spencer? No, I've got nothing. I know that it flew in through a window and it was there was a kiss on it, lipstick. Yes. And what she says, though, is something like, I don't know. I don't know what it says. I know there's lipstick on it, if that counts. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can I, yeah, if I'm allowed to recant, I know it's got lipstick on it as well. I can't remember what it says. It's, it's, it's something to do with the area that you're going into or something, but I could not tell you anything more than that. Could not tell you what it says. Because that's near the end Same of the thing. game through on the window, island, isn't it? Is it on the island? Yeah, so it's, it's, it around. comes through after you after you meet uh, back with Ashley. The, the the thing flies through the window. Stars Tyrant, can you put them out of their misery at all? Yeah, it has a lipstick on it. It flies through the window, and I think it tells you that. And I can't remember the actual text. I can't remember like what it is word for word. But I, I'm pretty sure it, it it gives you the instruction that you can use the garbage chute as a way out. But I, I like I say, I can't remember the description. But I, I know it basically tells you to backtrack to where the like the crane, the magic claw crane thing. Oh is yeah, you jump jump down to the where the regenerators mm-hmm. appear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 like I can't tell you what the the actual text is. I, I've no idea. Star's Tyrant is on fire. That is correct. It says perhaps you have figured it out already, but you might be able to get out of here by using the waste disposal vent. Yeah, I, I, well I, I, done. Yeah, so it's, garbage chute is not a UK term. I apologise to all my UK brethren. <laughs> a point there for Star's Tyrant. I'm giving you that. That was uh, that was near spot on. Very good. Question number four, my new feature of Duke's Cooking Corner. Tell me the ingredients for making the making the herbed fish recipe from Resident Evil Village, Mr. Spencer. I, I just don't know. I'm not doing great on these quizzes, this quiz this week, but it's like, uh, I don't know, um, there's obviously got to be herbs in it somewhere. So I would say probably some kind of green herb in there and probably a bass that you fish up. Uh, so it's like a bass and some green herbs in it. Green herb uh, and bass. Yeah, yeah. It's like a fillet of fish. <laughs> Who eats those? I don't know anyone who eats them. <laughs> Rumbi? Uh, you know? uh, I can't remember the numbers, but I know it's got fish and chicken in it. That's, But I have no idea on the numbers of what you need. Like, probably a couple each, maybe two or three. But I, I 
that I, that's all I can remember. Okay, Starstone. It's a trick. It's a bit of a tricky question because I know for a fact that like there aren't any herbs you can pick up in terms of like your, the recipes. So I, I I just literally had written down two fish because it's not an extravagant rep- recipe. It doesn't have one of those fancy names. So I just wondered if it's one of the more basic ones, and it's just li- I just put two fish down. Now Rob's throwing me with his addition of chicken. It is a basic recipe, and I'm giving the points to Rombie. Three fish, three poultry or chicken, yes. Poultry, oh, very good. Poultry, there I go. said, we, me and Star said fish, though. We get one, <laughs> half a point. <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid not for that one. Um, Ethan a fish, and he can feed himself for a day. <laughs> Give him the means to shoot and blow up his own fish. He can feed himself and Mia and Rose for an entire lifetime. Beautiful. There we go. Points Thanks there. for that. <laughs> Points for Ron. <wrong> <laughs> And finally, question number five. This is probably the hardest question from Jordan this week. But I will say it is... I would say it's guessable, but you could probably... it. Yeah. What is Claire's number plate on the motorbike she drives in Remake 2? Uh, again, I'm going to be quite lenient here on, on what it... You know, on the answers. Because I think it is guessable. Yeah, I know what it is, but I don't know the date. Yeah. I know what it is. I, I know what it is. Go on, Rob. I remember there was no. no. Okay, we'll start with Ron Yeah, you want to start with it? J2198. Right, okay, Mr. Spencer. I honestly didn't know this at all. It's a pass for me, sorry. Class, Star Stone. It's the release date for the Japanese version, isn't it? Or is it the North American version? Whether it's the North American or the Japanese. It came out in America first, didn't it, RE2? So it could be the North American release date. I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh, other than some 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 date in ninety eight, you you your RE fan master is going to know much more than I will. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You put me off. No, okay. no, no, no. See, I had from Jordan MD three H three VN of Made in Heaven. Oh, is that? Oh no, I thought it was. So, yeah, I because oh, I had find, I... find the cutscene, roll the tapes. Someone found a cutscene yeah, on YouTube. I was going to say, the only reason I remember the date thing is they put out a promotional thing. They did, the I know. Davison, and it, has, it, had the release, it had the release date on it. That's why I remember that one. J- that's J- that's J2198. Is that not the one that's in the game, though? Oh, that's interesting. That's fiendish. That is fiendish. As, as you said those answers, like, oh, shit, they're right, because that was suddenly, uh, suddenly remembered that exact thing. But, uh, well, the pressure is on Jordan here for whether this... Remake. But then, but, but, but it could be. I would believe it's probably correct. It's probably the, they changed it in the cutscene because the, the, the thing was promotional. So, just, I've, I've literally got it loaded up. Just having a quick look. We in in Jordan we trust. In our patrons we trust. The pressure is enormous here. <laughs> this is all for the outtake, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, I might keep this in. I might keep this in. Oh fucking! Oh, I can't see it. The YouTube quality is that bad. I can't see. <laughs> It's all, but it's a blurry mess. No. What's oh, why did I have to click on a video and rendered at 720p? Fuck's sake. Just right, we've got 4K, we've got 4K 60. Here we go. Good. Watch that. I should really Nicole check Prowess these. Of our podcast team knows no bounds, everybody. I hope you know this. I should really check the answers. I just, I just assume when people send me the questions that they... <laughs> We have to remind you of Everett McGill. Assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. <laughs> I love that we keep going back to that guy on the series two. Like he's like Nikolai. Nikolai. Yes, Nikolai. Like yes, straight up Nikolai. Right, here we go. Go on, there we go. It's MD3. Oh fucking hell, it is uh, MD3 he's... in H3VN. 
There we go. Jordan, brilliant, my friend. Congratulations. So, no points to you lot. Obviously, it was made in heaven as the uh, number play. <laughs> so, Can nil- we ban that guy for that question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's a fair call. I think I think Wet was in the game. We should know it. We shouldn't be... Mm. We shouldn't be just assuming that promotional stuff that we remembered is correct. Because I, yeah, I, I just remember because it was the, the, the date in January of um, '98. So boo, but also the one that's in the game makes sense. So if I can paraphrase what Steve said to Claire when she gives him the guns and there's no ammo, and he's like, "You tricked me. You lied." (laughs) Let's have a look at the final scores, and there we go. This week's winner with three is Stars Tyrant. Congratulations, sir. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but I'll take it. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. And in second place well is Romby with two. And in last place, Mr. Spencer with a one. And that happens often. <laughs> Join us next time when we'll have some more questions. There we go. We are rapidly approaching the end of episode 78 of the podcast. We hope everyone's enjoyed it. This was a slightly changed from the from the planned schedule. Operation Raccoon City retrospective will be coming at some point. We also have a special podcast that's going to drop uh, when we are allowed to drop it. That will be something very much to look forward to and we'll certainly let you know when that happens. So uh, coming up could either be that special one or Operation Raccoon City. It just depends. But there'll be plenty more Remake 4 coverage on all our socials and on our Discord. So I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for listening. And it's goodbye from me, Neptune. Bye from me, Stars Tyrant. Goodbye from me, Robbie. And it's goodbye from me, Mr. Spencer. He's just a regular old Mendez with a stupid cheap hat. He still embodies all the awful stereotypes he did before. But he's got a new hat.